Hey everyone and welcome to the Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalmo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred July 20th. Try as I might, I could not find a fire topic that was suitable for today. So you'll just have to make do with this episode. Seldom have truer words ever been spoken by a man further placed from home that until that moment existed only in fantasy and fairy tale. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. An iconic phrase said only moments after Neil Armstrong set foot onto the lunar surface of our moon, the first man to set foot on a celestial body that was not the comfort of our own earth, our home. The voyage was not an easy one to be sure. Many, such as Apollo 1's Ed White, Gus Grissom, and Roger Chaffee, had lost their lives in man's race to the moon, but every failure, every setback, every struggle, and Every victory was carefully laying down the path for one of mankind's most spectacular accomplishments. But what exactly was the mission? The primary objective was to fulfill the promise set out by John F. Kennedy in 1961 when he stated that, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. Apologies for that impression. With this also came the additional goals of scientific exploration, deployment of a television camera, the deployment of a solar wind composition experiment, a seismic experiment package, and a laser-ranging retroreflector. The mission, launched July 16, 1969, carried pilots Michael Collins for the command module, the Columbia, Buzz Aldrin, pilot for the lunar module, the Eagle, and mission commander Neil Armstrong from Florida's Cape Kennedy. The voyage was mostly uneventful. The crew had to travel nearly a quarter million miles. But once they arrived at the moon, it was a bit of a different story. As it turns out, the Russians had moon plans of their own. The former Soviet Union had an ambitious space program and regularly beat the American space team that was NASA to many firsts. First satellite, first man in space, first woman in space, first animal in space, and they aimed to be the first to the moon. Enter the Luna program and Luna 15. Luna 15 was the 15th official mission but was the 31st overall mission. It was also slated to be the first probe to land on the moon and bring back samples. This was a concern to NASA as Luna 15 launched three days before Apollo 11. This would mean that there would be two signals that would be coming from the moon, and little to nothing was known about its mission, although it was believed at the time that the mission was to simply take photos from orbit. The U.S. was so afraid that they even sent Apollo 8's Frank Borman to the Soviet Union to confirm that there would be no problems. And so the Soviet Union launched its Luna 15, and on July 17th it went into lunar orbit, and that's when the unthinkable happened. It got stuck in orbit. And the Soviets began to frantically do some number crunching, 
to fix the problem. Meanwhile, the astronauts aboard Apollo 11 reached lunar orbit. The year was 1969, and on this day, July 20th, Apollo 11's lunar module landed on the moon, bringing with it Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, the first men to walk on its surface. That morning, the two astronauts climbed their way into the lunar module, leaving Michael Collins to be the only human ever truly isolated from all of mankind, and separated from the command module taking the lunar module down towards the lunar surface. As they made their descent, the guidance computer alarm went off five times, and despite this sounding like a bad thing, NASA, from hours of training simulations, told the astronauts that they could still perform the landing and were given the go-ahead to do so. At 150 feet above the surface, Armstrong maneuvered their ship manually to avoid landing in a particularly rocky crater and continued to hover for a minute and a half until a clear spot was found. Once located, they continued their descent when at 172 centimeters, or about 68 inches, above the surface of the moon, the contact probes hanging from the foot pads made contact with the ground and the engine was cut, dropping the eagle to the surface of the Sea of Tranquility on the moon. At 4.17 p.m. Eastern Time, a radio message was transmitted to the Earth. Houston, Tranquility Base here. The eagle has landed. The pair would stay in the ship for another six hours until 10.56 p.m. when Neil Armstrong stepped out and descended the ladder, setting foot on the lunar surface with his prepared statement. Twenty minutes later, Aldrin would join him, and together they set up experiments, gathered rocks, and planted a flag. The two would stay on the surface for 21 hours and 38 minutes before using the Eagle's Ascent Stage rockets to launch them back into orbit and dock with Michael Collins aboard the Columbia. The Soviets, meanwhile, were still trying to figure out Luna 15, and only two hours before the Eagle left the surface of the moon, it was decided to give the order to land. This was when the realization of the Soviet mission set in, and they realized that it was intended to land and not just take photos. Luna 15 made its descent and made it to the surface of the moon. It is believed that it accomplished this by crashing into a mountain. Apollo 11, on the other hand, reconnected with Columbia and made it back to the Earth, splashing down July 24, 1969. If you would like to, you can see the command module Columbia on display at the Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. So what about the controversies? Many believe that the moon landing was fake for a variety of reasons. The flag appears to be flapping. It was a special flag that was given to astronauts so it wouldn't slack. You can't see the stars. Daylight exposure was set for all the cameras, and because of the bright surface and the quick exposure, the stars were not captured. The shadows are wrong. While the sun is the main source of light, it's not actually the only source of light. The lunar surface was also a light source because of its reflectivity. You can't see the cameras used. Cameras were mounted on the suit and were not handheld. Stanley Kubrick filmed it. There's actually an interview in which Stanley Kubrick claims to have faked the moon landing. The problem here is that the interview was recorded two months after his death. Also, we all know the moon is made of cheese anyway from Wallace and Gromit, so take from that what you will. 
That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the UWAS audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Quack, quack.